0: Gift Biz Unwrapped, episode number five. Hi, this is John Lee Dumas of Entrepreneur on Fire, and you're listening to Gift Biz Unwrapped. And now
1: it's time to light it up. Welcome to Gift Biz Unwrapped, your source for industry specific insights and advice to develop and grow your business. And now here's your host, Sue Monheit.
0: Hi, I'm Sue, and welcome to the Gift Biz Unwrapped podcast. Whether you own a brick and mortar shop, sell online, or are just getting started, you'll discover new insight to gain traction and grow your business. I'm so excited to have Kate Erickson joining us today. Kate is a creator, engager, and implementer over at Entrepreneur on Fire, a seven day a week podcast that interviews today's most inspiring and successful entrepreneurs. She's also the host of Kate's Take, the Entrepreneur on Fire audio blog, and also author of A Beginner's Guide to Creating an Online Business, which was formerly known as The Fire Path. Kate is passionate about helping entrepreneurs create systems and processes to promote efficiency and bring clarity to their journey.
1: Hi, Kate. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Sue. Thanks so much for having me on. I'm really excited to be here. I'm thrilled that you're with us. Is there anything you'd like to share over and above what I've just talked about? You wrapped it up with a nice little bow there. I like it. Wonderful. (laughs) A bow and a gift. Yes. (laughs) Going along along with the theme. That's perfect.
0: (laughs) Well, to get started, I like to align the conversation around the life of a candle. The light shines on you while you share your stories and your experiences. So, Kate, shall we light it up? Let's do it. All right. Now help
1: us envision your candle. What color is it? The color of my candle is a nice vanilla cream color. Ooh, and why is it vanilla cream? You know, I've always been drawn to, literally drawn to candles that are vanilla flavored in some way, shape or form. And it's very calming to me, that color. You know, it's not overwhelming. It's definitely not a sore sight. And yeah, I just think it's a beautiful color. And what is the quote that resonates with you that goes on your candle? I love the quote by Ralph Waldo Emerson. He said, the creation of a thousand forests is in one acorn. And what does that mean to you? You know, it, it all starts with just the very first single thing and it can grow in Unimaginable ways, but it just starts with that first step. It starts with, you know, that first action. Whatever it is that you're looking to create, you don't have to think of it as this huge forest that took thousands and thousands of years to actually grow because everything started as just one single thing. So I think that's good to kind of keep in mind as, you know, we're creating businesses and creating things for people to buy, purchase gifts, whatever it might be, um, that it all starts with just one. Thing.
0: I love that because so many people try to look at the end result and get the feeling that it's going to be overwhelming. It's too big for them. It's too much for them. So, you know, to your point, starting with one acorn and building into a forest, just like a business, starting with that first step.
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: And many of our listeners already have businesses. And so, you know, they're they've met some of those challenges already. And now they're in a position where they're wanting to grow their business, they're wanting to expand or make their business a little more sophisticated or intricate. And that was one of the reasons I really wanted to talk with you because you've gotten into the whole blogging situation and then expanded it. So I'd like to talk with you specifically about that why don't you first talk to us about how you started in the beginning in terms of blogging or just writing, maybe even before it was even called blogging?
1: Sure. So writing has always been a really big passion of mine. Um, I went to school and, and got an English degree. I wanted to be a college professor, which never really worked out for me, but it's actually for the better now. And writing was always something that I just loved. I Loved, you know, putting my thoughts down on paper, I was always better at writing things out than I was talking them through. So, you know, whenever, you know, I journaled a lot. So I guess prior to blogging is is that's how I would categorize it. You know, I had a journal that I wrote in a lot. And probably I was uh, quite late to the blogging game, actually. I don't think I started my first blog until early 2012 or late 2011. And it was just kind of like a personal blog. It was a hobby blog. I wasn't doing it to necessarily make money. I was kind of doing it to chronicle a journey that I was on at that time. And, you know, my love for writing just continued to grow from that. And I saw, you know, the potential of creating content that could actually help people and what that could do for your credibility, your authority, um, your ability to gain people's trust and as I kind of grew in my in, in my writing abilities and, you know, continued my journey, I was working in corporate America at the time. I was definitely not hobby blogging as my career, but I was doing it on the side because again, it was something that I loved. You know, I kind of got very familiar with the WordPress platform, you know, what it, I, I continued to get better at it because I was doing it all the time. And uh, eventually I came up to the amazing opportunity to join John, who is my business partner and my life. Life partner in his business, entrepreneur on fire. He launched Entrepreneur on Fire in September of 2012, and at the time, I was working in corporate America. I was an account executive at an advertising and marketing agency, and again, that was at the time that I was kind of hobby blogging on the side. And he said, "Why don't you come join the team with me? I'm I'm running this ship all by myself right now, and you know I could really use somebody to come on and help me with content creation, and you know." starting to build communities for our audience because the audience was growing quite quickly. And so that was really my first introduction into writing as an actual content creator. Again, before I was kind of just chronicling my personal journey on a blog I also was writing for examiner.com. I was a skiing and lifestyle writer. And so that also gave me just some really good practice writing in a different genre, so to speak. You know, I was writing on somebody else's website versus my own blog. So all these different experiences really helped me kind of start to shape my own voice. And, you know, I've really been able to come into that as the blogger here at Entrepreneur on Fires. I create the blog here at For our business.
0: I have to tell you, I actually remember when you first joined John because I've been following him now, I guess, about two, two and a half years. Yeah. I remember exactly that time when he started bringing up your name, like in the monthly bonuses and all. Mm -hmm. So I remember it from way back when. Oh, how funny. Yeah. But I appreciate your sharing that because, you know, you've gone through how you started writing. You had the innate love for writing right in the very beginning. And then you started and it kind of evolved as you went from, you know, just enjoying it for yourself to kind of a, you know, hobby blog and now into a professional enhancement and a career. Right. What would you see or what would you recommend to people who have more of a retail shop? where would the value of blogging come in for them?
1: You know, I think it really depends on what type of product they're selling. I see it working really well for the handmade space, because I think that there's a lot to share in how you create your products. I'd imagine that a lot of the people who follow handmade shops and the like are not only consumers of that they you know that they would actually buy it as a gift or for themselves but also that they might take an interest in actually being able to do that for themselves you know you see somebody create a very successful handmade shop there's probably a good amount of people following that person who are following them because they want to know how they did it and so i think that in that respect that sharing how you've created what you've created could be really powerful via blog But in other areas, I think that in retail in general, no matter what you're selling, that I know I'm always curious when I'm up against, you know, Christmas or a birthday, you know, I want to know the reasons why something might be a special gift for somebody, or how do I find the perfect gift for a boyfriend, for my dad, for, you know, my brother. And I think that these types of tips and things that these shops could be providing to consumers, I think a blog is a perfect platform for that.
0: That makes a lot of sense. Plus, you know, it seems like everywhere on social media now we talk about getting behind the scenes of people's businesses and people are more credible when they share that, you know, when they open the curtain and show what their businesses are behind the scenes. And a blog can help with that, too. You know, offering ideas and sharing really what the business is
1: all about. Right. And and I think that's just an incredible opportunity for you to connect with your potential customers. I mean, there's a lot of uh, repetition in the, in the gifting space. And you better believe that if I'm going online or even to a brick and mortar shop to purchase a gift, if I feel that I have a connection to one shop over another, then I'm going to buy from that shop. That connection, that opportunity to make that connection could definitely be through content online like a blog really good
0: point. Yeah, and it definitely separates them from other people from their competition. So if someone was considering doing a blog, what we talked a little bit about the type of content they might do. Now you have done both you've done written and now you've turned it into an audio blog. What's the difference or what's the value of one over the other?
1: Well, I really think that it starts with understanding who your ideal reader or listener is. Who is that person that you're creating the blog for? Are they the person that wants to know how you started your shop, or are they the person who you know wants tips on what gifts they should buy for who? So, I think identifying that person and, and understanding you know what their pain points are, what information they're looking for, that that would that's the very first step. But through determining that, I think you can get really close to understanding, okay, now would this person be somebody that's sitting down and reading a blog or an email newsletter? Or are they somebody that's really busy on the go and they probably prefer to listen to this content? That's an easier way for them to consume it. With so many channels and options for people to consume content, you really have to make sure that you're offering your content in the way that your consumer wants it. So for me with the blog, you know, I'm not recreating content for the podcast. I'm simply taking my blog posts and repurposing those into audio episodes because I know that there's a really good chunk of my audience who doesn't want to sit down and read a blog. They want to listen to it on a podcast. So it could be a matter of you know you doing both and repurposing it, just recording what you've written in audio format. Or you might find that you know your um, customer or your ideal reader, you know they don't care about audio. They they would actually prefer to have it written. So I think it's just really starts with gaining that understanding of exactly who you're trying to reach with the content. And in doing so, you'll be able to kind of get closer to what format they'd actually like it in.
0: So you're still doing both written and audio. Yes. Even today. Mm-hmm. And do you have a certain schedule, a certain time when you sit down and write and then re- then record?
1: I do. I really find that I'm most productive when I theme my days. So in any given week, I have a theme for an entire day, which means that I get to fully focus on one area of my business for that entire day without worrying about being pulled in multiple directions or, you know, having to shift my mindset from writing something to then recording something. So for example, Monday, that's my writing day, anything that needs to be written, written content on the blog, a newsletter, any of the site content that we might be updating. Monday is my writing day. That's when I fully focus on that. And then Tuesday might be my podcast day. So if I'm recording Editing, doing any marketing or anything for the podcast—that's going to happen on Tuesday. And in setting myself up that way, again, I'm able to focus on that task specifically without being interrupted by other things that you know can seemingly jump on your plate without notice. And uh, it also allows me to be just uber productive in that one area. And
0: then it becomes doable too because you've mm. locked it into your, to your schedule. Exactly. If someone was just starting out. I like to make the podcast actionable. So when people leave, if they're interested in doing something like this, they know exactly where to get started. What would you recommend as the first three steps someone would take if they were interested in creating a blog?
1: The first step that I would recommend is what we talked about a bit before, and that's identifying who your ideal reader is. Who is the person that you're creating that content for? You don't actually have to go out and meet them and shake their hand. You can define them on paper. Do they, uh, you know, are they looking for content about you know, how to start building a handmade shop? Are they looking for content on the best amount of money to spend depending on who you're buying a gift for? You know, I'm not super familiar with a gifting space. But these are just some of the questions that you might ask yourself about who your ideal reader is. So that's the very first step because until you understand who you're creating content for, you're going to be stuck on what to actually create. And then the second step after that would be to just start writing something. You have to actually put something out there in order to figure out if that is what's going to work for you. So it's not you know something that's going to happen overnight. It's not something where you're going to publish one blog post and you're going to know whether or not people like it or not. It's going to be a long game for you to continue creating content consistently over a long period of time and continuing to take in feedback and improve that as you go. So if the first step is identifying who you're writing for, the second step would be to just write your first post that you're gonna do. And then that third step I would say is to really listen for that feedback. You know, when you have customers come into your store, when you have somebody buy something from you, uh, when people are visiting your site online everything should have a common goal. So if your goal with your blog post is to get people to sign up for your email list or to take action on a special that you're giving them, then all of your pieces of content, the receipt that they receive, what you're saying to them after they make a purchase, all of those things should be working together. So everything should have a common goal and what you're looking for your customer to ultimately do. So I would continue on with that third step to be figuring out what your goal is with that and then working that into everything that you do it might be putting on your receipt you know hey check out our blog Uh, we just started writing about x y and z and and have a url for them or give them an incentive to head over there so that you can start getting that feedback to understand if what you're doing is working and if not that you can continue to improve that
0: that's great advice Real quickly, I want to expand on the second one for a second, because you make a really good point. You know, you just need to start writing and maybe the initial articles that you put out, um, maybe some of them will resonate, maybe some of them won't, but you need to keep going. Can you think back to a time when you might have written something that didn't quite work the way you wanted?
1: Yeah, uh, like, Probably 30 times. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, it happens a lot. And that's a tough thing with writing is sometimes you're going to put something out there and you're not going to hear anything from anyone. And, you know, other times you're going to put something out there and you're going to get a lot of really great feedback and, you know, people reaching out and saying that it it was really helpful for them. That's a challenge, like you said, Sue, It's to continue going. And for those pieces of content that I put out there that didn't really feel right or like they didn't work, I always take everything, whether it's a verbal response, a nonverbal response, a lack of something that I'm looking for, that's all feedback for me. So if I put a post out there and nobody says a word about it and I don't get any feedback and nobody comments on it and nobody shares it with anybody, then that's feedback to me that something about that post did not work. So I want to take that feedback and figure out how I can improve it, change the subject matter, change the format of it. And continue working towards what it is that my audience actually does want. Because once I put that post out there where I do get feedback and people do comment on it, then I know that it's working.
0: Right. And you're never going to know until you put it out there.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: So again, the three steps that Kate is recommending, number one, to identify your customer. Some people call it an avatar. Who are they? What do they like? What are they looking for from you? The second is just to go ahead and start writing on the topics and then analyzing the receptivity of your customers to the articles. And then finally, have a common goal for everything you do. So you have continuity between the blog and then when people come onto your online site or walk into your shop so that everything looks the same, you're marching towards a common goal with all the different things that you're doing for your business. Okay, Kate, we're going to transition over now into the reflection section. This is an area where we take a look at you and see what's helped you build your success.
1: Awesome. What is one natural trait that you have that's helped you to succeed? I would say my drive. I've always had drive to continue going, even if I get knocked down or something doesn't work, you know, the drive to try again. What
0: tool do you regularly use to keep productive or to create balance in your life?
1: I love the online tool Rescue Time. And what that does is it, once you install it on your computer, there's a free version of it. For me, it works quite well just because I'm online based. But what it does is tell me where I'm spending my time. So right now it would tell me that I'm spending time in Skype because that's where we're having our conversation. And so you can imagine over a week, over a month's time, when you look back, it will give you kind of a graph of where you've been spending your time, social media, in you know Microsoft Word, in Photoshop, on the internet, you know, whatever it might be. So it really helps you hone in on when you're being most productive and gives you a true look at how much time you're spending in different places.
0: Sounds great, just to stay productive. Is it, is it available for Mac and PC?
1: Yes, it is. Oh, I'll have to check into that. I've, I don't know about this one. So yeah, a good one for me. it's a great tool for anybody who works online, or even if you do anything online, you know, it's just sometimes you are, you know, in a program, or you're working on something, and you don't really realize how long you're actually spending doing it. And so it, it's quite eye opening, actually. Kate, what
0: book have you read lately that you think our listeners would find value in?
1: A book that I read recently that really resonated with me a lot and would be great for anybody who's feeling overwhelmed, not productive or not as productive as they could be. And it's called Essentialism by Greg McKeown. And in the book, he talks about only working on the most essential things. It's great for anybody who runs a business, because as you know, Sue, uh, oftentimes we say yes to more things than we can actually handle. And therefore, we put ourselves into a tailspin of overwhelm and feeling like we're not getting anything done. This book has really opened my eyes to the power of saying no, and only working on the things that are most essential for you and your business.
0: Gift Biz Unwrapped listeners, just as you're listening to the podcast today, you can also listen to audiobooks through Audible with ease. Get an audiobook just like the one Kate is recommending for free. All you need to do is go to giftbizbook.com and make a selection. That's giftbizbook.com. Okay, Kate, my favorite part of the podcast, we're going to go into the Dare to Dream question. All right. I would like to present you with a virtual gift. It's a magical box containing unlimited possibilities for your future. This is your dream or your goal of almost unreachable heights that you would wish to obtain. Please accept this gift and open it in our presence. What is inside?
1: Sue, this is such a big question. I get excited just thinking about it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I can only imagine how much this makes people think. And I love to go back and hear all the answers from all of your guests. For me, what's inside of that box, and thank you very much for that, is the support and motivation that myself and those who I love, those who I want to support around me, you know the ability to give that support and motivation in order to always continue pursuing what it is that we want in life, what makes us happy. I think so many people lack the support and the motivation that's required to continue pursuing your dreams. And I would always want that support and motivation for myself and you know, for those around me, because I know that that can make all the difference. So that's what would be inside of my box.
0: That's a wonderful gift. I'm going to give that to you right now. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Thank you. (laughs) And Kate, how would our listeners get in touch with you? You can find all the content that we create and our social media channels and all that good stuff over at eofire.com. And I think you had something to offer our listeners today. Yes, absolutely. I would love, love, love to offer a free download of a book that I recently published called The Fire Path. And it is a beginner's guide to creating your online business. So anybody who's looking to just get started in that area, it's a step by step look at the way that John and I created our business, very specific in depth, how to type content about how you can get started with your online business. So that book, Free download is over at eofire.com TFP book. Thank you so much. That's so generous of you, Kate. I really appreciate it. Yeah, definitely. I hope that it helps some people out who are looking to get started. I know it absolutely will.
0: And if you didn't catch that link or anything else that we've talked about today, you can jump over to giftbizunwrapped.com and you will find the show notes here for Kate with all the information that we've talked about today. Kate, thank you so much for your tremendously valuable gifts that you shared. And may your
1: candle always burn bright. Thank you, Sue. Learn how to work smarter while developing and growing your business. Download our guide called 25 Free Tools to Enhance Your Business and Life. It's our gift to you and available at giftbizunwrap.com slash tools. Thanks for listening and be sure to join us for the next episode. Today's show is sponsored by the Ribbon Print Company. Looking for a new income source for your gift business? Customization is more popular now than ever. Brand your products with your logo or print a happy birthday Jessica ribbon to add to a gift right at checkout. It's all done right in your shop or craft studio in seconds. Check out theribbonprintcompany.com for more information.